Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Design Cuts. Design Cuts is bringing you all of the latest graphic design resources from templates to mock-ups to add-ons and more. They've now also got a Procreate section for all of you iPad and tablet users for illustrations and drawing. Friend of the show Ian Barnard has been doing some good stuff over there in that section. He's been creating some grids for your hand lettering which you can buy now. Uh, it'll help you structure your hand lettering pieces. They've now also got a photo section where you can buy stock photos to use in your projects. So if you want to support the podcast while getting mock-ups and, and stuff in return then go to the affiliate link down below in the description click on that purchase something through design cuts through that link and you'll be helping out the show and also you'll be getting some great templates mock-ups textures or whatever you're buying on the website design cuts is a business owned by tom ross another friend of the show and someone i consider to be an online mentor of mine so you're getting products and services that i trust and have used myself so today on the show we're talking to adam anderson he is a designer at gardener design uh, another friend of the show bill gardner he owns gardener design adam works for him and he's going to share a bit about the gardener design process. We also talk about Adam's work, how he got into design, how he found design, and why Gardener Design showed 10 logos to their clients. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you very much for watching. Share it on social media if you enjoyed it. Tag us uh, at Creative Waffle. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Nice Can I learn a bit more about you, who you are, your background, and sort of where you grew up, and, and all that stuff, how you found design, and all that? Sure. So, um... Man, I guess how far back do you want me to go? Yeah, just stop. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think um, growing up, I had always been uh, a fan of art uh, and, and not necessarily graphic design or, or actually not graphic design, but really just, um, you know, growing up coloring and uh, eventually painting and more fine art type of stuff. So in high school, uh, that was something that I really enjoyed. And I think it was, I think at that point already, I'd realized that that was something that I was I was gifted at and I was good at. So uh, I think for a long time, uh, even early high school, I knew that eventually I probably wanted to do something with art. I didn't know exactly what that was. Uh, so um, shortly after, uh, or I guess throughout the end of my high school, I had ended up uh, finding this school in uh, Nebraska, uh, which is where I'm from uh, in the United States. Um, and uh, it's a little creative school that basically just focuses on graphic design and illustration. And I really didn't know what I was getting into or what that even meant. Again, I just knew that I liked art. So I ended up uh, going there and uh, really learning what graphic design was uh, through that program. And then from there, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting what the original question was because I'm rambling a little bit. No, it's um, good. But yeah, what did you do? Yeah. So uh, basically after that, I, I kind of had an idea of, of somewhat what I want to do. And really after school, uh, I really was enjoying uh, more the advertising side of things, you know, uh, writing clever copy and coming up with unique, um, you know, campaigns and such. And so I really liked design, but I kind of wanted to do a little bit more of that. So I ended up working, uh, first I worked at a, uh, an in-house um, little uh, design place that was designing tubes that you would pull behind a boat. And that seems uh, super bizarre, but uh, that was my full-time job. I, I designed the packaging for it and we designed the actual product and, and we designed um, all of the different labels and stuff. So it was actually a fun kind of first gig. And then uh, after that, I, I started at a advertising agency, which is located um, here in Nebraska. 
And I did that for, I think probably about four years. And, um, and then eventually, uh, worked a few other places for short periods of time. And then eventually ended up uh, at Gardner design where I'm at now. Um, and, and I think, I know you're probably familiar with, with them cause I know you've spoken with Bill, but, um, yeah. for anyone that listens, that isn't, we do, uh, corporate branding and identity. And, uh, so really everything that is encompassing of branding. Yeah. Awesome. So, so what about your, your, your parents? Were they always uh, quite supportive of like the creative side of it and, and graphic design going into the art field? Yeah. Um, yeah. Neither of my parents, uh, are, are artists per se. I think my, uh, um, my mom, uh, cuts hair. So I guess that if you, you could technically, uh, consider that, um, a form of art. Uh, and then my dad is, uh, he, he like paints cars and, uh, does detailed work. So another, a little bit also yeah. uh, art as well, but, um, sort of different areas. And I think, uh, probably a lot like me, um, they didn't really know what was out there as far as design. And, and, and frankly, they pro- obviously probably, I mean, honestly, they probably still don't fully understand exactly what I do completely, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're super supportive. And, um, I think they knew that I was, you know, good at art, as I said. So I, uh, they were supportive of me going into that. So when you went to college and, and that first, first found graphic design, what was it, what was it like, like sort of understanding graphic design and realizing that actually this is quite cool? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. You know, I think, uh, it was, um, I'm trying to think of how maybe, that's a, that's a good question. I haven't really thought of it from that perspective. I think probably uh, what it was, was, uh, you know, so the way that the school was sort of set up, I think a lot of people that, that went there were um, sort of started out as fine artists like myself. So I think it was really um, continuing to do that. But then as I started learning the skills, you know, that you can do with the, with computers and such, uh, it really sort of, opened my eyes to saying, you know, there's ways of sort of incorporating both these things together. Um, and so for a long time, I was, it was kind of, you know, I started doing fine art and design and now it's almost, uh, exclusively just in the computer. I, uh, unfortunately I don't do much fine art anymore. Um, but I think it was just, uh, it really opened to my eyes to seeing how, um, there's different ways of kind of communicating some of these things that you want to do, uh, rather than, you know, taking your paintbrush, you can do it now on the computer or different ways. So. Yeah. Did you miss doing that stuff like on hand, handmade stuff? Um, yeah, a little bit. No, I mean, I do, uh, I, I miss it. Uh, and I guess I don't miss it enough to do it too often. I guess if I, if I really missed it, I probably could, could get back into it. But, uh, um, you know, and I do a little bit of stuff here and there. And I, as I said, I have, um, I have a couple young kids and, and they like to paint. And so a lot of times I'll, you know, help them pick out colors and stuff and they'll paint on the canvas and I'll help them a little bit. So I still do a little bit of it, but, uh, not a ton anymore. So, um, yeah, I guess I, I miss it a little bit, but like I said, not enough to, to get back yeah. into it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Just to talk a bit about uh, garden design and, um, and Bill for a start. Like, what was it like working for Bill and working with him? Yeah. Yeah. Bill is, uh, Bill is awesome. Um, so again, I know you know this, but, uh, so Bill's the, um, the owner and uh, founder of Gardner design and, uh, they've been, Gardner has been in business for, I want to say, gosh, probably getting close to just under 30 years or 25 at least. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, it's really, uh, it's been an amazing experience, you know, so as I said, I, I was, um, I worked a number of different jobs uh, as an in-house designer, and I worked at an agency, and so I had a pretty good idea of maybe how different companies kind of did things within the design community, but um, I was really blown away with how, how we did things at Gardner Design, and I think just the um, maybe the steps and the process that we went through with the clients before even getting into anything that we had done. Uh, and, and because of that, in turn, I think the relationship that we had with our clients and also the, the amount of respect and appreciation that they had for us and our final and the final work that we ended up doing for them ended up being, um, typically very successful. So, uh, maybe one kind of small example of that is, uh, um, and, and this probably isn't the right way of doing things, but sort of uh, when I was at the agency, I was, um, anytime there would be a brand project that would come across, like if there was a logo to do, basically what would, the, the process for that is we would have an account person that would come to us, kind of really quickly kind of brief us, brief us on what the project is, what the client wants. Uh, we never met the client. And we really got like a, you know, an elevator speech on, on what they were looking for. And so we would sit down and, and do a handful of designs. Um, and then we would eventually send that back to the account person again, who would go show that to the client. Then the client again would come back to us with, you know, changes of things that they wanted to see or other ideas. And so I really developed this bad habit of sort of wanting to, or I guess thinking that the process on branding is, you know, throw a few things out there and then come back, they'll come back with feedback and then throw a few other things and then they'll come back. So uh, at Gardner, how that's different, I think is uh, we've found clients that really appreciate what we do. And then uh, before even getting into actual, any design that we do, we really get to know them. And so we'll sit down with them um, for a few hours, uh, uh, person to person if we can, or at least, you know, uh, something like this over video conference and yeah. uh, really just ask them, all kinds of different questions about who they are and get to know them. And then from there, you know, we come up with a creative brief that we write that sort of makes sure that we're all on the same page. And then from there, we, we finally will get into the design. And, um, and because of that, uh, we're able to, our success rate of, of after presenting logos to clients, I think probably 98% of the time, the client will find one either in that meeting or after a couple of days of sitting on it without any changes at all. It's just, you know, that's the one and they're good to go with it. And they're usually typically very happy with it. So um, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I've, I've maybe taken away from Gardner in general is just the professionalism and, and uh, also uh, maybe, maybe a, a more important thing, just the people that I work with are, um, have become some of my closest friends and uh, Bill's like a mentor to me and, and also a very, very dear friend. And so I just uh, appreciate the company for, for everything really. Yeah. I mean, he's a very special man as he is. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He's one character that you don't meet very often in life. It's, uh, he's definitely, yeah, he's a good guy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, doing it differently, doing it differently as in, talking to the clients first and getting a real understanding of what they are and really understanding, like becoming friends with them really. Uh, that, that's also awesome for freelancers as well. I think not enough designers do that. I don't think we ask enough questions as, as an industry and, and really get to know the client. If you can make 
client, your your friends, and actually sort of almost family, like like really understanding who they are, and uh, yeah, it just makes the whole project so much easier. How much? Uh, how how much of the process? Uh, how what sort of percentage of the process is asking the questions? Yeah, uh, and I, I think uh, I'm, I'm glad that you kind of uh, reiterated that. I think uh, um, it ends up making an end result better, but I think also um, maybe even for a, um, a more important thing, sometimes if you don't establish that relationship with them, um, it can turn bad really quickly. Like I said, maybe, you know, if you don't bother to kind of go to the extent of getting to know who they are, a lot of times what you find out is, um, they might not either understand or fully appreciate what you're doing for them. So uh, they really, it, it becomes a challenge to even um, maybe to sell any logo because they're, they're having, they maybe have their own mindset of what they're looking for. And so it's hard to know, it's hard for them to know maybe what you do unless you ask the questions and kind of are able to teach them. Um, so, uh, your, to your question specifically, um, I think you said, was it, uh, what was, or how important is the process or, or what, sorry, what was it? Yeah. No, what sort of percentage of, of the, of the, uh, overall project is like that customer handling and uh, like talking to the. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I, I can't necessarily put a, a percentage on it, but, um, I can tell you, uh, that it's a significant amount. Um, like I said, we, um, typically we'll, we'll have an initial meeting, um, just to kind of hear very basics about the company and who they are. And then, um, once, once we've agreed to work with them, like I said, we'll get together for a few hours and, um, sometimes when it's, when it's right, depending, uh, we'll have, we'll even sometimes meet with their clients or meet with multiple people within their company to get kind of different thoughts on, uh, on the company from, from everybody that's involved. But, uh, just, uh, asking, you know, all kinds of questions and hearing, I think also hearing stories about, you know, different things that have happened to them within their company. Sometimes, uh, we will, um, sometimes the end logo will be a result of, of basically just someone who was telling us this very heartfelt story about something that had happened to them through their company. And it, uh, in turn, it had a lot to do with the company overall, but they weren't necessarily trying to tell that they were just, you know, passionately telling us a story about something that happened in their day-to-day -day lives. So, yeah. um, you never know what's going to be that, that kind of little nugget that ends up being the, the overall maybe mark that can tell a, a bigger story. Absolutely. Yeah. There's little, little things you're looking for. What's, what's what questions are you asking to get those little nuggets? I suppose maybe it's different for every different, every topic, every client you're speaking to, but are there sure. any set questions you ask? Yeah, um, I, I should have uh, maybe thought some through some of those a little bit more. You know, some of it, typically a lot of it uh, happens kind of organically, and we kind of once the once some of the initial questions start going of you know like just you know who who do you see yourselves or where do you see yourselves in five years as a company or um, just even um, a lot of times we just like them to tell us and uh, like I said in a very simple elevator speech to so like in a minute speech like who do you see yourselves or, or what do you, who are you and what do you do? Cause um, you know, sometimes for the general public uh, it's not just as simple as, or, or there, there are more complex companies out there that, you know, I think just to hear that in their own terms is, is very helpful. But um, I think maybe some of the more um, interesting questions that a lot of times get some really good 
uh, answers are. I think we sometimes we like to think of a brand in terms of um, like a, a person almost or a personality. So, you know, maybe one question we might say is, you know, if um, if you were to think of your company uh, as a person, would that be the type of person that um, you know you'd want to go out and have a drink with, or or maybe it's the type of person that you know when you're really struggling in life you ask for advice or maybe you would go to them for for financial advice or maybe it's a combination so sometimes it helps people to think about that a little bit or think about their company a little bit differently when you can put it in those type of terms and so um i think maybe that's just uh, one example of some of the kind of questions maybe that we would ask yeah uh, how does that relate back to like logo design with that I, I guess it's probably more like the feel of the company like if it's going to be more of a serious logo or, or more of a, a playful logo? Is that yeah. what you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I think uh, it, it, will, it will help us to sort of determine that. And a lot of that, I think um, we probably already have an idea going in um, to it. But uh, again, I think it's just, uh, um, there's probably the, the kind of surface level stuff that we can learn immediately from people when they, when they tell us who they are. I think it's really just trying to, to dig deeper and find out stuff. Like I said, um, so another thing, like a lot of us that are in the meetings will take, you know, notes throughout the entire process as we're, as we're learning things. And so it's just something to refer back to. And so we can go back and see. And like I said, sometimes they'll, by asking questions even different ways, it will get them to communicate it a little bit differently. So it might just be even a single word that they said that, that meant then then later, you know, in the research process, you know, is something that when you're searching for, you know, different keywords, maybe it's, it's that word that you search out that then sort of starts that rabbit trail where you kind of go down to help spark other ideas. So uh, it's not necessarily to, to pull anything specific out of them. I think it's more to, to kind of just get general information that eventually could maybe become something. Yeah, no, that's really good, a good insight into, into a process of like professional company. Uh, sure. So, so how much back and forth do you do with the client throughout the process? Because uh, obviously you want to help them as much as you can and, and, and get as much of their feedback throughout the process. But uh, Yeah, yeah, and I know, uh, I know different, uh, different companies have different ways, and so there's not, there's not a right or wrong way necessarily to do it for um, the, the final kind of process of how you create the logos and how you present them. But um, at Gardner Design, uh, the process between – um, once we've had those meetings with the clients, um, where we basically get the information about them, uh, we will then, as I said, go back, and write a creative brief. And so what that is, it's basically just reiterating all of the points that they had kind of, kind of said in their own words. So it might be, you know, their, their demographic and, and who they see themselves as and the things that they like about their brand and maybe what they don't like about it, if they're an existing company and, and their competitors and, and who they strive. And so like, really it's just, it's just a sort of a, a file that basically explains kind of everything that we had talked about so that it's a sort of a North star, North star for, uh, for them and for us. So that way we don't come back to them with logos, uh, come to find out that they're like, well, this isn't at all what we were thinking because so we have that brief there that basically is kind of that we can come back to that and say, well, this is what we've agreed upon. So, uh, it really helps them and us. And so after the creative brief is established, uh, we typically will spend um, anywhere from three weeks to a month and a half uh, just 
designing that one particular client uh, and we'll um, we'll do research uh, and then uh, we typically will present um, anywhere from five to ten final complete logos that are basically uh, ready to uh, potentially ready to be used by them you know as soon as they're ready um, and so we'll go into the presentation and we'll we'll basically uh, present each of those logos and the rationale behind it and what it means to the company and how it's unique and specific to them. Uh, and, and as I said, typically from that, they'll, uh, our, our clients are, are typically able to um, find something from that group right away that they like. Uh, occasionally there'll be, um, you know, some little, little tweaks here and there, like, uh, you know, color or uh, other small things. But uh, for the most part, I need to knock on wood. We, it's typically, uh, very much, you know, they're able to find something within that group that they love. And I think, again, it goes back to the process of learning them before we end up presenting. So, wow, 10, 10 logos, five to 10 logos. That's, and you tell the story of each, each, each one like individually, so they've all got different meanings. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome. That, yeah. So, why did you do that? <laughs> You know, that, uh, that would probably be a question for Bill. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's kind of, he's, uh, he's, he's got us all uh, on board with it at this point, And I've probably never taken enough time as I should to really consider why. Um, I think, uh, I, I guess I, I, I kind of joke about that, but in all honesty, I think, um, I think what he would say is we understand that um, they're hiring us for a reason uh, because they like our work or they appreciate what we do. Uh, at the same time, I think sometimes it takes designing multiple logos before you find the one that's right. Uh, sometimes it's the very first one you do. Sometimes it's the last one. Sometimes it's the one in the middle. Uh, and even throughout that, I think um, everything we present, we're proud of. We, we also, I, I should say, we might present five to ten, but we might actually have designed, you know, iterations of, of 20 different logos and, and the ones that we're proud of that we would be happy for them to to use are the ones that we end up showing and I think the reason is that we just really uh, we understand that people have different opinions and uh, there might not necessarily be just one right mark for any company and so we like to give them options to be able to choose from and and some people might say that 10 might be a little bit much and maybe sometimes it is but uh, a lot of time, like I said, we we won't present anything we're not proud of. So sometimes it it takes it takes designing you know nine logos to get to the tenth one that is the one that end up end up being selected. So uh, I think we figure you know if there's good work to be selected within these, then might as well present them. And uh, typically it 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 goes well for us to do it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you must be doing something right because Pills obviously been running gardener design for thirty years. So, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, right. Good point. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Uh, yep. But maybe it's your own work. Like, if you look at your Instagram page, like you've got a very specific style. You're very specific of one, uh, one, one sort of. How, how would you, how would you describe that style? Describe my. How would I describe my own style? Yeah, yeah. Um. Oof. I, I don't know if I've ever described it. Um, I think probably um, the the stuff that I like to uh, share anyway to social media, I um, I really like, uh, I think, and this maybe stem from my originally starting with fine art and, and even being 
probably, uh, I, I didn't mention this, but I, I probably was a, I really enjoyed realism or realistic stuff growing up. So um, when I would, if I would do a painting, I would really want to do something that, you know, if it was a, if I was, if I was painting a portrait of you, I would want to do something that looked, you know, almost like a photograph or as real as I could get it. So um, I think uh, creating form and figure uh, of, of whether it be a person or an animal or a building or whatever it is, I think um, I really enjoyed doing in that. And as I sort of grew as a designer, um, I really became more fascinated with uh, taking realistic things and, and simplifying them or creating them maybe in a unique way so that they were obviously still recognizable, but not any longer realistic. So I think I have a, um, maybe a, a nod to uh, illustrative logos typically or illustrative design um, that I like. Uh, also probably typically more geometric in shape, um, not always, but, uh, but sometimes. And, um, and also maybe uh, probably historically fairly um, playful. Uh, I, I try to stay away from anything that's too serious and enjoy kind of um, maybe more lighthearted type of things, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I'd probably summarize it as. Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I agree with you, the shapes, they use a lot of shapes, and I think that with the text, it's quite, uh, not sort of structured, but feels very considered, uh, like where you're placing the text, you're using, like, you're clearly using a specific style to structure where your text placements and how it fits with the shapes, uh, but also felt like a little bit, yeah. they also felt like premium retro as well, I don't know if you feel about that, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's what. I, well, next time I just won't. I won't bother saying that that long thing that I just said. I'll just say the pre retro. Whenever they ask, I just say premium retro. I like that. That's good. I don't know. Just that's what I, I don't know. It's just interesting to see like how different people think about one or the same thing. Uh, it's interesting. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, as we're coming into the last last bits, and you've got to go. What's been your bit, best bit of advice you've been given from some well for anyone in your design career? Well, uh, I guess, do you want advice for, for like a, a student or for, I mean, for in, just in, for design in general, or I guess, uh, maybe, a, maybe a more specific question, I think I can, I can give you an answer. Yeah, for, for design students, let's say that. If you're in school and you're, you're doing your assignments um, design-wise, you know, that's great. But I think uh, any, any good designer has probably spent uh, significant time honing their craft and creating it. So um, I would challenge any designer to uh, do a couple things. One, do as much design as they can outside of school, whether it's, uh, well, it's probably not paid for, but just on your own time. If you want to, you know, if there's a, a bank up the street that you just hate their logo, uh, maybe rebrand for yourself or create a whole brand for them. Uh, and also another thing, I think finding uh, other designers that you uh, really enjoy their work and I would um, maybe mimicking or even and to some extent I need to I need to be careful how I say this uh, sometimes even like copying them or mimicking their work and don't don't put there I think more this is more for uh, you to learn you know how they did what they did and in turn hopefully what you're able to do from that is like recreating some of these maybe things that in turn will allow you to kind of 
go through the process of learning how they did that so then you can do that yourself and then hopefully you know put your own spin on it to become your own unique designer yeah absolutely you cut up a little bit during that but yeah absolutely so yeah take it take it i mean that's one that's on the borderline like you say taking other people's work and, and not copying it but using it to practice and develop your own style a little bit like just learning the tools it's good to it's good to learn how other things are made like your if someone took your logos it'd be good to see how, how you do structure the text next to the shapes and how, sure. how you do get the how you do make those shapes uh for a start but obviously not completely copying it and then saying posting on instagram saying look this is what i did here's my work just uh just taking that piece to to maybe learn see how it was constructed and just as a personal thing i think that's a really good way of developing your own skills yeah yeah great uh what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars you know what i uh i'm not i'm not gonna lie i went back and uh uh when i was watching some of your other videos i i heard this as a consistent theme and i think uh i mentioned to bill the other day that we were doing this and i think he he had told me that that was one of the questions and so i did have a little bit of time to ponder that um and i and, and also going back to your your chat with bill i think you guys kind of tongue-in-cheek joked about the the logo lounge membership being the best purchase, but uh, I, 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 for me, uh, that, that actually probably is one of the best purchases under the hundred dollars. Uh, and, and the reason is, um, it's a, it's a longer story that, I, that I'll have to tell you some other time, but, um, I ended up actually getting the job at Gardner design through, uh, in large part through logo lounge and, um, uh, some of the work I had published, uh, I think so. Um, I honestly, I can say honestly, I probably, I wouldn't be where I am today uh, if it weren't for that hundred dollar local lounge purchase. So I'd that's say awesome. for me, that was, a, that was a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear that story at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, funny, you probably know this one. How do you want to be remembered? Is the last question. Yeah. Um, gosh, you know, um, so, uh, I think like on a bigger scale rather than just design, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I believe that, that Jesus is, you know, died for my sins. And so I think for me as a Christian, I think wanting to love God and, and love people and uh, really everything that that entails. So I think what that would mean design wise, hopefully that would be, you know, people saying that I was passionate about what I did and hopefully um, contributed, you know, art that was uh, moving to people that that meant something to people and um so i think from a design perspective i think just again yeah wanting to produce work that um people and designers appreciate i guess that's awesome yeah uh thank you very much for the podcast <laughs> absolutely man thanks for having me i appreciate it uh where can people find you and say hello and, and social media tags <laughs> yeah uh I, I don't do a ton on social media i guess i uh I'm on uh, Instagram, and I think my um, my my handle or, or whatever they call it is uh, Double A Creative. Is that the right word for it? Whatever it is, yeah, handle, yeah. Yeah. Double A Creative. Um, and uh, I, like I said, I work for Gardner Design, so um, under Dribble, under either Double A Creative or Gardner Design is probably where you can find me. Awesome! Thank you very much. Yeah.
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast. As I said at the start, go and check out uh, the reviews on iTunes. Leave a little text review. That would be much appreciated. Or even if you're just listening on CastBox or uh, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, please do try and leave us a review. It really does help the show grow. So yeah, that is it. This week's bonus episode on Wednesday, came out Thursday, uh, was all about going to school uh, for design and illustration, going to university, should you go. If you're a design student, it's a big, big question that you have to ask yourself. Uh, if you're studying design at school at the moment and thinking about moving on to university to further that, check out that video. It might help you make your decision. Um, that came out yesterday. It's on YouTube. It's on podcasts. So, yeah, check out that one. Check out the other episodes. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode.